Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the World Series of Politics podcast, where two heavy hitters in the political, legislative, and regulatory space take swings at the curveballs thrown at the gaming sector by legislators and regulators around the world for IGB. We've got Brendan Bussman and Brant Iden stepping up to the plate to discuss the hot topics in this space from across the world. Let's play ball on another episode of the World Series of Politics. Welcome back to another episode of the World Series of Politics podcast 2024 and what a year it was, what a year it's going to be. And wow, um, so many things to go over. First and foremost, I know that uh, there was an exciting last episode to end the year and I want to send my big heartfelt thank you and appreciation to the wonder boy for stepping in for me as i was uh unable to make it and no brendan i'm not talking about you i'm talking about the other wonder boy no i i, I know you're not talking about me but one it's good to have you back from the undisclosed location uh um, to we, be back it, we we did have an exciting end to the year uh on the podcast i know we've got some exciting things coming up to build upon that podcast and others uh along the way but it's great to be uh, in 2024, it's great to be back. Uh, and most importantly, we are just coming off a Festivus miracle uh, at the end of 2023, which was something that I always joked about, came in the same boat as Japan uh, and everything else. Brazil actually got through with not only sports betting, but iGaming. A um, festivist miracle is upon us. We didn't have to go through the feats of strength again to be able to do this. So uh, I can't, you know, thank enough for all of those Brazilian politicians, though, Brand, that listened to the podcast and realized that their tax rate was too high and they lowered it to 12. So I'll give take all they the credit for that. They were, they were listening. We had Hugo on the show, of course, you know, and, yep. and Hugo told these guys, you got to lower the tax rate. They went and they lowered the tax rate and they threw iGaming back into the mix. The sleeping giant that now is Brazil. Uh, exciting, right? I mean, this is going to be, I mean, what what do you think that that market is going to generate at the end of the day? Just off the, now I'm not going to hold you to it. We're not going to bet on this. What do you think that that's going to, there are no bottles of on this one. Not on this one, not on this one. I mean, you know, what you, I mean, you, you've got vast experience in this, Brandon. How big is this market, Brazil? Yeah, it's big. And I say it's really big because they have a propensity game. I've got to go back and do the numbers now off of everything because I've got to adjust for tax rate. But, you know, the biggest thing that's going to come down to now is who do you get? Who's going into this market? Because, you know, here you've got an extraordinarily large market that has a, a huge propensity to game, already has been. You've got to transfer all those people over. Uh, as a mutual friend of ours said to me, oh, this was just a little bit of light reading over the holidays to be able to decipher <laughs> what this market may look like. And I said, I look forward to your regulatory comments um, over everything. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it it will be big. You know, there's there's other markets, I think, that will be bigger. But this is huge news for the industry. And I see a lot of players from all over the world trying to make their stamp in Brazil. Yeah, it, it was very exciting. I really think looking at this package, the only thing it was missing, and I know you highlighted this before we jumped on and kicked off the podcast, but really it was the integrated resorts piece. That was a piece they were talking about. They left that off the table this time around. Do you think they come back and revisit this once they see the success 
that this is going to bring into the market, that the mobile piece is going to bring? Do you think they come back and talk about IR later? You know, TBD, you know, we got over one hurdle. We got this done. I would love to see it. It's the biggest opportunity for investment along the way uh, in Brazil because you'd bring billions of dollars into the market uh, that you don't have today um, and be able to attract further tourism off of it uh, as we've seen in a model in other jurisdictions. I, at some point, hope it happens. You know, I, I'm not holding my breath because, as you all well know, I was not holding my breath that we would see this done before the end of 23. Um, you know, it was kicked and kicked and kicked along the road, and and finally it got there. Uh, and uh, I'm glad to see that, but I hope they come back and revisit it because that's truly the opportunity for them to have significant dollars and jobs off of this not saying that sports betting and iGaming isn't going to do that with with the way they have some of these things in the bill but you have significant tourism uh development if you were to bring irs into that something i know which has been a focus for brazil and something i know they want to get more money for investment into the country it will be exciting to watch that unfold and certainly you know the positive news for me i i know i got to get down to brazil I was looking for an excuse to get down there anyway this winter, and now now there's now we've got a good reason to get down there. Well, we will have to do a show live from Brazil. We will. Uh, we'll get Hugo involved. We'll go down there and we'll 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 meet Hugo. Well, I've got lots territory. of people I've dealt with in Brazil over the years, so we'll have a big party. We'll get a we'll get a gathering of people that that can chime in, um, and uh, we'll we'll have a good time. And and I'm sure you're already selling some football jerseys down there, aren't you? Well, you know, you know me, I don't like to party. So that doesn't sound like any fun to me, Brandon. So, you know, you know, I'll probably just go down and sit in my hotel and order pizza or something. But um, yeah, no, no, so- no. I, I, I know you, you, you're, you're very low key and very, very much of a wallflower. You know? That's right. That's right. All right. So uh, let's shift gears. Let's talk about the U.S. This is obviously our first episode for the new year, and it wouldn't be proper unless we did our annual handicapping. And so as legislative sessions are about to kick off across the country, let's talk a little bit of sports. Let's talk a little bit of iGaming. Let's start with sports, just because, you know, that's the big one, obviously. The states that are left, in my opinion, that haven't passed any form of sports betting are the toughest. Uh, The low-hanging fruit has been picked, and I will tell you, these are going to be a challenge, these other states that come along. They're just they're just difficult, whether they need constitutional referendums, whether there's a huge tribal presence in a lot of these states, doesn't matter. A lot of negotiations are going to have to ensue to figure out what comes next in these states. However, I do think that there are some uh, states and jurisdiction uh, and a jurisdiction uh, that potentially have some form of, of sports betting that are, I believe, can integrate and evolve. And uh, it's about that time now. You know, we're we're, we're we are coming to uh, what I believe sort of a crossroads in a lot of these states that, for example, have passed retail that are now looking and saying the money's in mobile. Uh, We've now gotten this off the ground. And so I've got my list. I know you've got yours. Uh, I'm going to let you start, Brendan, you know, because I'm just I'm just a nice guy. You're you're a nice guy. I know you're a nice guy, but, (laughs) you know, I'm going to go where I know we're not going to go. Let's start there where I lost the bottle of Pinot last year to you because I looked at the calendar. You didn't. And I thought I'd win this off of this is the wonderful state of Missouri, or as some people like to say, misery. Um, And I say that because I'm still waiting for Hoskins to pay me back for the bottle I had to buy you a Pinot. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, checks in the mail on that one. Yeah, no, I know. Not only did he hijack a bill, he's hijacked the bill to pay this. So, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, obviously Missouri will be one of those. The teams are, are behind this. You talked about ballot initiatives. We'll see how this plays out. Obviously, the preferred way is to take it through the legislative cycle. But, you know, until Hoskins is done and we see if he gets on to bigger and better things, uh, you know, from an electoral standpoint, uh, from his perspective, we'll see what happens. But, you know, what do you think? So I agree with you, Missouri, not going to happen. Uh, and of course, I hinted to it with my opening. I sort of like some states that are already out there. Um, for example, di- and, and district for that matter, District of Columbia, uh, I, I like it. D.C. is, I believe they're going to talk about potentially opening the market. Lottery has been, uh, honestly, let's face it, uh, an abysmal disaster in D.C. in terms of sports betting. It just hasn't worked out for them in terms of their revenue. And I think that they're looking to open the market. Um, I think well, I, they, they I like should. The whole market. premise of the market in D.C. was failed from the beginning because, well, a host of reasons and a very limited spectrum off of what the way they looked at it and saying that they had to do it through the lottery and had to do it this way. And God, there should have been some people locked up, but it's D.C., so they don't ever do that there um, along the way. But I think you're right. It'll also be interesting to see because, as you well know, uh, some of the brick and mortar facilities that exist there uh, are moving across to you know, into a, into a state as opposed to a district, potentially. We'll see what happens. Well, with that, the, that, that is true. That, that is that's well. out there. That And that, you know what? You've teased another, yet another episode for us, Brendan. You know, I let's know. not go down. Let's not chase that rabbit, but you're absolutely right. But I'm with you. Let's clean up the swamp and let's bring in more <laughs> operators into D.C. I'm, I'm, I'm supportive of that. Well, you know, D.C. is not known for competition along the way. They only like doing things one way. But, you know, it, it's time to clean it up. Even the mayor has said, bring everybody back into D.C. so we can get business going again. And part of that's offering competition. There you go. There you go. So that so that so that's high on my list. I will say another one high on my list statewide, Mississippi. Obviously, Mississippi put, put the task force together. The, the report came out at the end of 2023. Uh, the chairman of the task force, Chairman Uhr, has said, you know, my number one priority in 2024 is getting a bill through the legislature uh, to expand to mobile. Uh, I know that there's been some conversation and dissent among some of the local casinos and brick and mortars down there. I mean, I think Mississippi's prime, uh, you know, they were obviously one of the first ones to adopt um, post-PASPA. I think Mississippi's prime to bring on mobile. What do you think? Uh, I would agree with you wholeheartedly. Mississippi's one of mine that that I think is, uh, I'll be shocked at the end of session if they don't have something done off of it. Um, and I think that, you know, it's time, obviously they went in one of the first in, uh, back when PASPA was repealed said, we're only doing land. I think they realize what they're losing to Tennessee and Louisiana, and they've got to say, Hey, you know, let, let's step this up and be able to move this in, in a positive fashion for everybody. Yeah. There's some opposition. I get that. But I think, you know, in the end, this gets across the finish line in what I hope to be another state that starts with an M. We'll go directly north of there in Minnesota. 
You know, I was waiting for you to bring that up. You know, you've done a ton of work in Minnesota. We talked about Minnesota, I at least for now, you know, all of 2023 and certainly I think uh, late into 2022. This has been back and forth. I'm with you. I like Minnesota this year. I think the stars have aligned there. I think that the tracks and the tribes are going to come to a deal. Um, I'm, I'm optimistic. You know, I've got to be I, it's 2024. And man, my the theme is optimism for Brand Iden. That is the theme. Well, you know, it, it is a political year. It is a presidential political year. Uh, and and that we hope optimism reigns across the way because it's important. But I'll agree with you. I think, you know, Minnesota will get there. You know, hopefully, uh, hopefully that uh, we, we don't end up at the end of session like we did last year. And I think we probably, if we would have had another week, maybe gotten something across. But some people had to go to their class reunions and a few other things along the way. Uh, to get there. But, uh, you know, I, I I think we'll be there. And then it's a question of, you know, when will we be able to vet uh, in, the, in the Twin Cities on the Vikings and everything else, which, you know, obviously that process is probably going to take a little bit longer uh, because you've got to go through the tribal process on that uh, to be able to do it. But it's, it's one that, you know, uh, let's just get the first step across the finish line and get there accordingly. I agree. I agree. I, I mean, I, I I like how that shape. And I like what we're doing here. We're going north, south, north, south. We're bouncing back. Let's go back down south again. A couple of states that I think are outliers sitting out there. You know, what do you think? What do you think about Alabama and Georgia? Obviously, a lot of talk in Georgia. Georgia always seems to, you know, a lot of there's always a lot of action in Georgia. There's always a lot of press on Georgia. Obviously, massive state, massive sports teams. Uh, the huge population that's obviously betting offshore with consumers in the state of Georgia. You know, do you think this is the year or does it fall victim to, again, like you say, the presidential politics and the fact that this is a major political year? And we know that Georgia is going to be sort of ground zero for this presidential campaign, likely, uh, you know, once the primary season's done. Well, you know, Georgia's a state that, as I, as I sit there and you were talking about, I was trying to remember how long I've been involved in Georgia. Obviously, first and foremost, on the brick and mortar side, it would have to go back probably about 15 years. So clearly when I was two, uh, I started clearly, that. Clearly, you know, clearly, yeah. Clearly, um, off of that. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, and I know you and I disagree on how to maybe get this across the finish line a little bit uh, along the way. Uh, I, I tend to read the Constitution fully uh, off of that. And yes, no, that wasn't a pop shot. But, it, I, you know, I think it's. <laughs> yes, it was. Good. That's exactly what it was. I know. That's why we have this show. We can agree to disagree. I don't think you have to read the Constitution, Bill, but that's fine. That's fine. You know. We gotta get it. We gotta get it to this point to even have this conversation. By the way. No, I got it. I got it. You know, I, I think. I think it'd be. No one. This is always the age-old question. Well, I can't put it on the ballot because I might lose my election, Brendan. Give me one guy that lost his election because he put gaming on the ballot for, for his voters that elected him to do it, and he gave said, you know what? I trust you to trust me, and then I give it back to you, and then it just doesn't happen. So. I hope it ends up on the ballot. I just don't know if it's quite there yet. Uh, we'll see um, along the way. But, you know, Georgia is definitely one of those states to watch anyway, because obviously it was in 2020. It'll be again in 2024, ground zero. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you've got a little bit less on the ballot, but presidentially, all eyes, you know, from a court perspective, we're still on Georgia and will be obviously on the ballot uh, along the way. 
I agree. I agree. Well, I think one place where we can agree where it has to go to the ballot is probably Alabama. Obviously, yeah. a lot of news there. Um, interesting to see what happens. I'm I'm bullish on Alabama. I, I think it's going to be tough. Uh, but again, optimism being the theme for 2024. I like Alabama does have to go to a vote of the people, which would be November of this year, should the legislature be able to uh, to get this through. And obviously, then just depends on what happens. Will the voters support it? Uh, I think that they probably will. Um, but what remains to be seen, but here's what I do know. It's going to be a very active year for sports betting uh, across the country. Uh, and even though we've got short sessions in a lot of these States, uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to be uh, putting on the miles, the road miles. I know you're going to be as well (laughs) as we bounce around from state to state. Um, now let's pivot here though. You know, as we're talking about one thing before you pivot, Brandon, what do you want to to talk about? Oh, you got some more on Alabama. Okay, all right. Well, we'll, we'll I, I don't want everybody to forget, okay. this isn't just about sports in Alabama. Because you've got the lottery and you got brick and mortar. Right. you got to figure out that whole thing. Same thing That's with right. somebody in Georgia. You know, Georgia, obviously, on the brick and mortar side, people love to build a casino Atlanta and other places along the way. Um, but we'll see what happens. You know, while I know we focused a lot on sports here initially, we can't forget there's an underlying tone on brick and mortar, at least in Alabama and Georgia, and obviously across other states, too, as you have uh, skill-based games, and I use the air quotes even though I know people can't see me when I say that, on these skill-based games that are happening, whether it be in North Carolina, Virginia, Nebraska, or anywhere else. So just something to keep in mind. But let's pivot. I apologize for the interruption along the way. No, no, no. That's okay. You had to come back You had to come back to Alabama, you know, I mean, of course. Um, Roll time. All I got to say. Yeah, right, right. Um, okay. I gaming. As we, you know, you talked a little bit about retail. Obviously, I think more the states that have iCasino, iGaming, uh, I prefer the iCasino term, but whatever, whatever the moniker we're using, um, the reality of it is, is that these states are bringing in massive amount of revenue. Of course, my, uh, my home state of Michigan, uh, doing incredibly well with iGaming. I think more states are looking at that revenue number. They're saying, look, people are already playing poker offshore. They're playing blackjack offshore. They're playing slots. Uh, why not capture that revenue? Why not protect the consumers? And I think that that is going to be a, at the forefront of some of these states that have already passed uh, mobile sports. Um, you know, I, for example, I, I really like Maryland and New York. Um, there's been a lot of conversation, thoughts uh, in the Northeast. You know, I, um, I call the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic. I don't call them, you know, technically speaking. Um, I agree with you on those two. Uh, you know, I think Maryland becomes, uh, and, and I know obviously this is where we disagree again of how you get it done. Do you or don't you have to potentially take this to the ballot along the way? Um, I think the voters would say yes. I don't think, I know I got asked about this, is there is there fatigue on this? And as a, it, there's fatigue in a place like California where you, you know, burn to the ground sports betting, but iGaming obviously I think is a different, you know, conversation. As it relates to New York, uh, you know, I, I think my angst over New York is uh, the tax rate that's, that's been shopped. Clearly they need to follow what Brazil did uh, and listening to the podcast to understand what's that uh, and what needs to happen. But I think, you know, that comes down to uh, whether the governor uh, needs the money or not. I don't see how she doesn't need the money because the downstate casino process is woefully behind. Uh, and they've got to come up with those revenues they promised along the way to MTA and others to fill it with something. 
Um, and, you know, you're already in a deficit. So I see New York as, as much of one of those that you've got to do it because they don't have an alternative to get money elsewhere. You know, you make an interesting point there that one that sometimes really gets overlooked is we have these conversation and debates about brick and mortar expansion versus iGaming expansion versus doing them together. And your your point is spot on, which is, you know, you basically you flip the switch. The regulator writes the rules for, for iCasino. And I know I'm using the term interchangeably and I'm doing that intentionally, but I'm telling you the regulator flips the switch and the money starts rolling in. You don't have to go through the process that this painstaking process that's currently going on in New York. Where are they going to be located? How's the process going to work? Then you got to build them. Then you got to do that. Then the money starts to come in years from now. This is money that can be brought in really by the end of the year. I, I mean, I recognize it's got to go through the process, but Let's say the governor puts iGaming in the budget this year. Legislature passes that. It's done by March. Bada boom, bada bing. By the end of the year, December 2024, revenue could be coming in. Immediate revenue to the state of New York. That is, as you say, Brendan, needed. No, I, I would agree with you off of that. The, the conundrum in that whole process still, though, is a commission that is already laboring over a downstate process they're woefully behind on. They did, a, they did do a, I'm going to say fair, but realize, you know, my angst when I say that because of the tax rate when it came to sports betting, but they did keep that process on, on target and moved it along appropriately. If they can do that, and they may have to be legislated in be, to be able to get that, so you get that revenue in, then I think there's a real shot that this actually, you could see revenue by the end of 2024. Interesting. Great, great point. Well, obviously, we've talked, you know, we, you you hit on Maryland. New York hangs out there. I, I honestly, one state, I know it's a very small market, but New Hampshire got very close last year. Uh, they're going to go back to the drawing board this year. I, I, I've been seeing some, um, again, some news clips about New Hampshire. Haven't spent a tremendous amount of time there. I'm not going to lie, but I will say this. I'm putting it on my list because I think that they're that they're close as well. I think New Hampshire could get it done this year. I'd like to see a competitive market there. We'll see what happens, but I do think New Hampshire's close. You mean you're not on the ballot here for the primary? I mean, it's only days away here, Brant. I mean, you're not running for president? I, You know, I'm not. I'm not. I, although I have been asked. I, I think, you know, my my biggest fan, you know, my mother always asked me to run for president every every four well, years. We, we you know, I keep disappointing her. The opinion of, uh, of Mrs. Iden. She is very valuable to the <laughs> podcast. And we appreciate her. You know, but, but back to New Hampshire in general. The one, the one caveat I'm going to say that, that's looming over the potential for iGaming is, you know, they formed this charitable gaming uh, study committee that doesn't have that due until the end of November uh, of 2024. So I think they may wait a little bit to see what happens there because they've got a lot of irons in the fire off of that. But, you know, that's where you've got to come together with a complete total package. And no different than, and I think you saw, you said this earlier about how how states are looking at how they sort of go on the second go around with sports, and as they're looking at a game, I think the other thing you're going to start consistently seeing, and you saw this a little bit with Virginia in 2023, you saw it a little bit previously with Kentucky, is how can we better regulate this and simplify the process? And I say simplify, going, do I really need a lottery? Do I really need a a racing? Do I really need a, a gaming? And do I need a charitable entity? And can I put all these in a different way? But that's one of those things New Hampshire is going to have to figure out in the in the mix of things of how does iGaming fit in the total picture between sports, charitable, and everything else in between. Great point. Great point. 
Well, you know, as we do here on the World Series of Politics, we have covered the world today. We've gone from Brazil. We've covered East Coast of the U.S. We've covered the West Coast of the U.S. We've talked sports. We've talked iGaming. But this wouldn't be the inaugural 2024 episode uh, without our annual Pino wager. And uh, yes, I brought it up as, of course, the 2023 reigning champion. Uh, Don't you mean the Pino giveaway? I think it's yeah, the Pino <laughs> Yeah, it, it, well, it becomes the Brendan Pino giveaway is what it becomes, which I greatly yeah. appreciate. So here we are. We're in 2024. Uh, I think that I, I think we go back and we say which state is going to pass or district is going to pass jurisdiction, I should say is going to pass mobile sports betting. And because you were such a gracious loser in 2023, I'm going to give you the pick. You pick, you pick the state and, uh, and, and it's, it's yours and I'll go, I'll go either side of it. And, uh, you know, I mean, but you can't loser and me in the same sense. Cause they don't you go can't to- say, well, no, no, you lost the bet. And then, you know, you lost the bet in 2023. I just point out the fact. But yeah, I got it, I got it. Here's what you can't say. You can't say, I want to wager that Missouri won't pass. That you can't do. You have to take passage. I'll take the other side of it. And this is well, going to this is gonna hurt me. the problem but. with last year, not, not, not you know, uh, going over it again. But I only bet Missouri because I looked at the, I looked at the damn calendar. You're the I one who did the calendar. I, I, know, I know. Look, I went with my gut. I, as a good gambler, I went with my gut, and and there you go. So I'll give you I'll give you another option. Or we could each pick, or you can you can pick, and I'll take the other side of it. Or you can pick a state, and I'll pick a state, and the first one to pass wins. I'll give you I your agree. option. That's you what have... I was just going to propose: is the first state to pass is wins, and I'm going to go uh, with the land of ten thousand lakes in Minnesota. All right, I'm going to go with DC. I'm really? going to take the district. the swamp of all places. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the swamp. Don't they have I, to have somebody do a study to screw it up again? I'm telling you right here in my notes, it says to go, go with DC no matter what. Right here. Oh, no wow. matter what. All right. So Spoken you're going like, with Minnesota. Like a true politician. Always end up in DC. <laughs> You're going with Minnesota. I'm going with D.C. First jurisdiction or state to pass sports betting in 2024. Yeah. The winner receives a beautiful bottle of my favorite Paul Hobbs Pinot Noir. Um, and there we have it, folks. You've is, heard it is here that first. A commercial? They, are they now a sponsor of the show? They're not, but they should sponsored be. Sponsored them they, for the last couple of years. <laughs> you bet. You've been sponsoring them on my behalf, which I appreciate. I know. I know. All right. Well, there we have it. We've covered 2024. What an exciting episode. Brendan, great to be back. A big shout out again to the Wonder Kid, Wonder Boy, who jumped on, helped us out with the last episode. Uh, Any parting words or parting shots, Brendan? All I got to say is, obviously, I've been a tease. We've got a lot for 2024 in the works. Uh, We're going to continue to cover the world. We've got a lot of things. We'll follow up with Brazil. We've got other things in Europe and Asia we're looking at to bring on. Uh, and obviously what we've just covered in the U.S. and everything else. So uh, look forward to uh, uh, everybody enjoying 2024 and stay tuned and look forward to seeing a lot of you over at ICE in London the first week of February. There we go. And there we have it on another episode of the World Series of Politics podcast with your hosts, Brand Iden and Brendan Bussman. You've been listening to the World Series of Politics podcast with Brendan Bussman and Brent Iden. We'll be back on field very soon. This has been an IGB production. For the latest news, views, analysis, and data on the global gaming industry, head to iGamingBusiness.com.